from the Leonard Building in Kitts Bay, it's Michael and Marshall. And with that, we welcome our large crop of fans to Michael and Marshall on the couch. As I'm joined here by Kyle, I'm Ryan. We got treated to two interesting uh, championship games this weekend, Kyle. Yeah, we did, and we're down to the Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl rematch in the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots there yet again. For the eighth time, the dynasty is as alive as it's ever been. Uh, Tom Brady with another just gutsy comeback, leading the Pats to another playoff victory and another AFC championship. Yeah, and this game was a bit different than most Patriots games. Early on, I was uh, mind-boggled by what was going on. I actually thought the Patriots may lose. I mean, I was more concerned about the spread, and I really wasn't. Which neither of us achieved. (laughs) Yeah, which, which was just devastating, but... Nonetheless, the Patriots did what they do, and I even said to my coworker that texted me, talking about how he's worried about the Patriots' defense all season, and I said, but they're going to make the adjustments. And, and that's, that's exactly what they the do. It's the what they do at halftime, seemingly every game. Uh, Belichick gets into the locker room. They're able to communicate, decipher what's going wrong, and create a plan to fix it. And we see that in the second half. They score six points, the Jacksonville Scores six points in the second half, a field goal per quarter. And, Ryan, that's just not going to get it done when you're in Foxborough. No. They had the lead. They had the game in their grasp. But, yet again, New England does enough to get it done in the playoffs. No, and you hate to go with the old common sports sayings, but it seemed in the second half like Jacksonville was playing not to lose. I thought that their um, passing game was far more effective than their running game, and the stats show that Fournette went 24 for 76. And it seemed like... Bortles, especially in the first half, could get all the time that he wanted. And then in the second half, they were kind of trying to kill the clock, which is understandable, keep the ball to Brady's hands, which they did such a good job of in the first half. But they couldn't run the ball effectively, and their defense didn't do them too many favors. But it was really a Patriots defense that kept putting Jacksonville's back on the field, and Brady did what he does. Always makes the big plays. We mentioned here the 3rd and 18, Tom and Dola. It's just too easy. Yeah, that play, that was the play of the game for me right there. It's 3rd and 18. They're down a couple scores. It's not looking good. Brady just took a big sack. He stays in the pocket, delivers the classic Brady low throw where only one man can get to Let's it. Get it. Uh, Amendola makes one of the... One of, one of the many remarkable plays that he made in today's game, uh, going down, snagging the ball, and then he reaches the end zone twice uh, twice uh, after that in the second half to really solidify their win. Yeah, and the toe-tap touchdown to finish it, it off was something just else. so, so Patriots. Just, it's the same thing every time. And, and the, uh, the wherewithal, this wasn't one of the touchdowns, but Amendola on the third down, or I don't think it was a third down. It was uh, early, it was... Towards the end zone, though, where he catches the ball, rolls for yeah, a few extra. It's the just... ball never moves and ends just as it didn't yeah. uh, with the uh, the touchdown grab, the toe-tap beauty from the Danny Ammi. No, and we also mentioned that this the guys that they sign always seem to come up big. Any transaction they make is always the perfect one. As you saw, James Harrison had the big sack at the end of the game. Which Dorsett was the most absurd, inevitable yeah, thing that was of all time once uh, Harrison Yeah, left, we sit uh, here and try to predict everything, but like that happens every single time. And Dorsett makes an absurd catch. And Stephon Gilmore on that last play. Was Philip Dorsett's first catch of the year? Like He, he has done been. really nothing. nothing. Yeah, and Jacoby Brissett's look good in Indy, so people have called that a bad trade. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> you could trade, I mean, do that trade a hundred times if it's going to make, he comes up with a big play and, 
I, I don't know if they win that if they win that uh, game without that third down grab by him. And then of course Gilmore on the fourth down, the play of the game to decipher what really happens, hangs in the air for 15 minutes and yep. makes the play Ladies because up. that's the Patriot way. And the reactions were honestly very enjoyable as well. You never see Belichick get that happy. Yeah, that was the most enthusiastic I ever seen him. You literally see him like cracking Maybe up, like cr- uh, clapping as hard as he can, hugging Matt Couldn't Patricia. You see the. Uh, you see the uh, relationship between him and his head coordinators. He knows they're going to be out the door. He's happy to uh, have one last go about with them. Yeah, and also um, watching Belichick, it, it's the only point in that game. I mean, you clearly can't jump the gun in the first half. You know the Patriots are going to come out and kind of have their way in the second half. But after the Deion Lewis fumble, you thought, oh, well, maybe. And even Boros nah, driving yeah. down on their uh, last possession – they were moving you the ball. Maybe. You thought maybe they have a you chance. Thought it would be maybe. It, it might have been interesting. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. They gave up six points in the second half. And we were watching. You see Brady hold up the trophy with that smile. And it's literally the same photo every it's single every year. year. It's yeah, every it's, year. Yeah, you can book it. Yeah, uh, it's just the same Jim thing. Nance talking to Robert and then Bill and then Tom. And uh, it's something else. We, we have, we've been in unprecedented territory with this uh, New England run, but... The uh, it only it only uh, the legacy only grows uh, more impressive uh, after today's victory. I mean, on to their eighth Super Bowl with this head coach and this quarterback. It's really dumbfounding. They could win their sixth. And it's really like clockwork, Kyle. And watching the game, you try not to get too antsy, thinking they may lose, but it never happens. But you do have to give credit to Bortles and Jacksonville. You saw him shedding tears on the sideline after the game. He did all that he could do. And you, there's really no one to blame. It's just you're playing an all-time team. And, I mean, we'll get to our Super Bowl talk. There's we'll really see. no goat from that. No. There's no real scapegoat. It was a great, Both teams played a good game, and I clearly the better team won. Uh, I, I would agree with your sentiment that you have to tip your cap to uh, Blake Bortles and that Jacksonville, uh, that Jacksonville team. Doug Marone got him ready. Uh, the Coughlin effect was definitely seen this year. I mean, people expected them to be four to six win team, and they damn near took down the New England Patriots today. Yeah, they definitely outdid themselves. But when we when we finished watching that game, we even said, "What a normal football game! A twenty four twenty win, back and forth. Nothing, nothing that was. I mean, there were some great plays, but nothing that was just on like crazy or insane. And just a good football game. And as you said, the better team won. And, I mean, the better team's always New England. It yeah. always is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the past is. 17 years, that's a pretty uh, pretty reliable thing to count on is uh, New England having more points when the clock strikes zero. Yeah, and unfortunately... Well, you see... Sorry to just go no, on a little tangent on. here, but I, I, New England was definitely in a situation where they felt they had to pull out all the stops. I mean, you see two trick plays. You see the double pass back to Deion Lewis, which looked like it was going, uh, going for six. Um, or a massive game, but uh, uh, the ball was able to get ripped out and uh, recovered by Jacksonville. And after that, you really thought that the Jags had a, uh, Jags had it in them, but not not so fast when you have Tom Brady. No, and we have to mention this: the Patriots also lost their number one weapon on offense, and yeah. they don't they don't even blink an eye. It's nothing. It's it's next man up, but and I hate that saying, but it actually it works is what for it New is. England. Yeah. We saw Dwayne Allen miss a crucial block, but that didn't end up mattering. Yeah, the Patriots couldn't run the ball in this game at all. But again, that's something that doesn't always hurt them because they can well, throw the short passes. Yeah, they, they can, use the short passes. They their running dunk. game and keep the uh, 
keep the clock moving, uh, get into the no huddle so uh, so that the defenses can't substitute. But yeah, like you mentioned, losing Gronkowski for any other team to lose your top weapon is pretty detrimental. But no, <laughs> Danny Amendola steps up, makes some of the greatest plays uh, that you can really ask of him. Um, and you see Chris Hogan with a big, some big catches. Brandon Cooks, I know he had that drop in the first half, but he had over 100 yards receiving. Game. Not to be the cliche New England uh, New England uh, rant, but they did their jobs. Yeah, and they did. And unfortunately, Kyle and I both lost our first bet of the day. Uh, having New England, he had him at 7, I had him at 8. And they couldn't cover. The only chance is we were sitting there praying for the Bortles pick 6. Yeah. They or picked the, up uh, a fumble. But they couldn't get it done. Yeah, or the classic lateral, like lateral play, that's play that's gets in intercepted yeah. every time this year. But on that note, we'll move on to the second game of the week, which was just an absolute disgrace. Yeah, that game really was a disgrace. And it, Ryan, it, it momentum turned as quickly as it could. Vikings, uh, the Vikings get the opening kickoff, have a very powerful first drive. They come down, put seven points on the board. They get the ball back. Then there's a crazy pick six. Chris Long gets his arm in there. Uh, the Eagles D-back has the insane return for a touchdown, and after that it was Nick Foles' lights out, game over. Yeah, and another, uh, you hate to say these type, these type of things, but um, one might believe that that win last week was kind of all was kind of the end-all, be-all for Minnesota. They, they didn't show up at all. They went up 7-0, as Kyle mentioned, and then it just became a complete comedy show they gave up the 60 yard or whatever touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey and Nick Foles again with this run pass option looked unreal I thought Doug, I thought Doug Peterson called a great game I did too I thought the, yeah. the play action swing it around to the outside uh get the ball outside on this uh very fast uh Minnesota defense they they played their game and they were able to execute better than Minnesota clearly as they won by over 30 points and Foles didn't didn't at all look like a backup quarterback. He looked like every game. bit as good as Carson Wentz could he have did. been. He played damn near a perfect game. Uh, three touchdowns, over 300 yards, no picks. As much as you could possibly ask for out of the guy. Great game by Nick. Yeah, I felt very uh, good about myself viewing this one as I had the Eagles at plus three for the 500 week. Kyle had a rough go of it yeah. today <laughs> with a... Uh, an 0-2 showing yeah. today. <laughs> Took both favorites. It's not the wisest move. I think in the playoff time, you should yeah. uh, grab the points, but we'll see if I abide by that with and, the uh, Super Bowl pick. And, Kyle, that's why they play the games. Going into this one, I think everyone viewing assumed, oh, no doubt this will be a great game. Yeah, all with of the your, two good defenses yeah. and shaky quarterbacks, and it was your, very surprising. All of your favorite sports talk guys throughout the week talking about, oh, whoever scores 20 points in this game will get the win, but that's why... We're glad you listened to us, but that's why no one knows what they're talking about. And as much as you like to try and um, break these games down, you have no idea. And the Eagles came out, and by the end of what? The by the end of the first quarter, this game was over. It yeah, really it was. was. At the end of the half, for sure. Um, but this Eagles team, they just have a personality to them that they are not going to They are not gonna let the outside no. uh, kind of viewpoint get to them. They, they truly have bonded together over Wentz's injury. You see the camaraderie on the sidelines. You see them dancing around. Chris Long barking up into the stands uh, as they're blowing out the Vikings. You see the dog max everywhere. Um, the 12th man at the link was real, and I'm sure they're going absolutely bananas, bananas. right now on the streets. <laughs> Do you think that was uh, Keenum's last game? 
I think in the purple, the purple and gold, I think that would be his last game. Uh, it's tough when you lead your team to the type of season they had, but it was clear that the confidence wasn't there throughout the season by the coaching staff, but it got to the point where you couldn't pull him. I it's funny that it's the NFC Championship, and I'd be surprised if either team had the same starting quarterback as they did today. I mean, Eagles, no chance, because once will be Yeah, back. and even in Jacksonville, you would think that um, Bortles earned his spot for next year, but... Aikman said before the game, you know, we're clearly into our broadcasters, mentioned how Keenum a few times a game will just throw a ball that's up for grabs. And the the play that he did, when he did that today, that was, as we mentioned, the end of the game. And clearly that's a momentum swing. But it looks, it seemed as if the Vikings just mailed it in after that. It was big play after big play. As you mentioned, Peterson with great play calling. Ajahi's been very effective in Running the playoffs. Running hard. LeGarrette Blunt with LeGarrette a big Blunt touchdown run, through, like you said. Yeah. Um, whatever his name is, a bio. Well, the, the man has a nose for the end zone. Yeah, he's he does. Find he it. sniffed it. And this was just, I mean, there's not much to say about this game, unfortunately. It wasn't entertaining. And you've got, I mean, at least you've got your two big sports markets now heading to the Super Bowl in Minnesota, which is a bit weird. Yeah, it's and, supposed to be freezing ass out there. Yeah, but they play in the dome. Yeah, but I just mean yeah, for the people. The who atmosphere. Going. Yeah. But we'll we'll uh we'll break that game down to to ridiculous uh, extents, but as we come not up. yet tonight. But as you just mentioned, the broadcasters today was the last we'll see yeah, of uh, was. both Jim and Tony and <laughs> Joe and Troy. So we tip our hats to them. <laughs> yeah, we thought... thank them for uh for another successful season <laughs> in the NFL. Um, I thought we Tony look... was a little bit tamed today, Vaughn. Yeah, I thought so too. But you still get his little outburst, like, yeah. ah, "What's it gonna be, yeah. Jim?" <laughs> more excited. <laughs> and I mean, we were most mostly listening to ourselves today, as we that was a great game. You couldn't ask for more there. But by, by by the first by the end of the first quarter of the second game, you were making dinner and trying to find a new evening activity and preparing your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We were going to wait for TJ and boom, we'll probably talk about that during our midweek episode, but yeah, there's just not much analysis to be done on the Eagles game. It wasn't competitive. It was really all about Tom Brady again today with the stitches in his hand, which is just another absurd story to throw into their season. Yeah. About how he, he, at least he claims that it was an ugly scene. It was a good cut. It was a good cut, yeah, it's a good cut. It was a very nice cut. (laughs) But it really didn't seem to uh, hold him back at all today, and especially taking big hits, having to pick himself up on the ground. Yeah. And it's it's just the classic Patriots game. I thought it was going to be a blowout. I've got to eat some crow in the office tomorrow. I told everyone that I know that this was the lock of the year, and it certainly wasn't. <laughs> you escaped. You walk though, around with their the so confident in your sports thoughts, and yeah. they came to bite me in the ass this today. But regardless, they won the football game. And not to keep our football analysis too brief, Kyle, but I'm not sure there's too much more to add. You got a very standard Patriot game, and I mean, you can sit here and shit on the Vikings. And that's what we would do. I mean, they just didn't show up. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that the the main thing to note going forward is that the Eagles will maintain this underdog role. They'll embrace it. They know no one's going to think they have a chance going against uh, what is what has become of Brady and Belichick and Kraft and this New England Patriots team. But they'll, they'll rally together. They'll get their dog masks going. They'll create a game plan. I doubt they, they don't. They didn't seem to play scared today. 
And I think that that's going to be a theme that we see in the Super Bowl, too. I agree. they got nothing to lose. And we look forward on Wednesday to uh, guessing the lines. We'll have producer Nick back in the studio, so everything will be back to normal. We're not going to guess them yet, as that would ruin the excitement, but I am very eager to see what Vegas comes out with there. Yeah, so there we, will we certainly them. No, we're not going to, and there will certainly be... Um, a number of prop bets that, yeah, that, we'll uh, that get us very detail, excited. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, break the the uh, Super Bowl game down to a nauseating degree, but we're gonna close up the football talk unless uh, Kyle's got more to say here. But just one game left. Yeah, one for game all left. Of the marbles. It's been an interesting year. Bizarre season. A lot of injuries. Um, a lot of different storylines. But at the end of the day, you still see New England. And here we go. Let's see if uh, Philly can compete. Yeah, we are obviously excited for the Super Bowl. And we'll, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. But, of course, we're coming back with our miscellaneous talk, which has been a big hit on the airwave so far. So we'll be back with that. And we welcome you back to Michael and Marshall on the couch with Ryan and Kyle. We go with the middle names. As, uh, as, you, well, yeah, as you know by now. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you're aware of that by now. <laughs> And uh, we would prefer that you guys all spread the news, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll get the social media pages going. Yeah, we've been a bit lackluster on that. But we're going to kick it off with some miscellaneous talk. Uh, we were talking about today when you make dinner, and it is just awful how bad familiar <laughs> Yeah. Well, right. Let's give a little context. Yeah, we are both as big as mama boys as you can possibly. Yeah. I didn't cook a meal for myself until... I mean, Senior God knows year of when. college. Yeah, just about. And now, living in the city on my own, it's either, you know, my specialty is the cheeseburger that's uh, both burnt and undercooked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to start off with the sausage that I made today. So I'm bringing the George Foreman downstairs, clearly staining up my shirt and pants with the grease. It's <laughs> yeah. an absolute disaster. <laughs> it's covered in shit. It's covered in cheese. I can yeah, just play it. It's disgusting. <laughs> so I'm making these... Uh, Italians, uh, the spicy Italian chicken sausages, and as Kyle alluded to, the uh, the favorite these days is black on the outside and completely raw on the inside, <laughs> yeah. which seems to happen every time. And then your food is always so bland, so by the time you're done, you've gone through three to four different sauces to see which one complements it well. And then by the time you're done, you're just that wasn't good. Yeah. And our roommate Ross today. Uh, ordered in some noodles that couldn't have been saltier. No, it's, it's as if it was a little, like, they, they dumped, Did like, part of them? the Pacific Ocean onto yeah. the noodles. Yeah, it was a joke. He was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you order in from one of these shitty places in the city, you know what you're getting. But what's the uh, what's the alternative to that? We make grilled chicken and eat Cheerios. It's an absolute disgrace. So we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> the concept of just Ross ordering noodles and them taking plain noodles and dunking them into the Pacific Ocean <laughs> yeah. before, before driving them and over. You think that's what your customers are gonna like? <laughs> so Ross immediately um, went across the street and got a burrito, and he was pleased. Yeah. <laughs> it just couldn't be funnier how bad these noodles were. But or how the, bad our meals are. Yeah, so you eat like a burnt turkey burger <laughs> yeah. on whole wheat bread that is almost moldy. 
<laughs> and pretend that it couldn't taste better. Yeah. And then you make your meal and everyone peers around the room so in awe that you've made food. Yeah. And they all take a bite and everyone's pretty displeased. And yeah. you're like, well, yeah. It's pizza. like you spend 20 minutes, uh, you spend 20 minutes cooking something. One of your friends sees that you prepared something. You go, oh, how is that? You go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, you should elaborate on your uh, rice. Oh, on my rice? <laughs> So my my go-to, along with the half-burnt, half-uncooked uh, <laughs> burger, is white rice that is either so soft it, you can't even feel it in your mouth, or it tastes like pebbles. <laughs> Which is just the daily dosage for Kyle. Just blatantly not leaving it in long enough, and it literally tastes like a bunch of rocks. <laughs> and, it, and it realistically takes and it couldn't be better. such little effort to make meals that are decent. Yeah. And we really can't find our way. I'm using the George Foreman. The ineptitude is startling. <laughs> yeah, can, consistently kick, uh, cooking chicken that tastes like rubber bands. And I, today with the sausage, I went with mustard. I went plain. I went with the vodka sauce. The vodka sauce was decent, but it's just it's a, it's it's just Burnt, awful. Burnt sausages with ice cold vodka sauce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unreal, terrible. An unreal dinner. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, and. What else did we have on the uh, miscellaneous uh, list today? I think we had a few other items before we start pissing our pants about just how bad our meals are. There was something else that got us going today that had me laughing my rear end off during the game. The punter for the uh, yeah. for the Eagles came out, Donovan Jones. Donnie Jones. <laughs> Donnie Jones. Kyle and I were we howling have... like baboons on the couch. No one found anything funny about another than us. Who we have now nicknamed Donovan Jones. Yeah, and I honestly can't wait to watch him in the Super Bowl. He's got I know a nothing face mask about it. as if it's the 1940s Packers. It's non-existent. Yeah, Donovan Jones. Sleeves down to his elbows, and he is just Donovan Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we don't expect you to find that funny either, because it isn't. But we can yeah, about it, it funny. Is. And then we're gonna. We wanted to get to our new segment. We got to keep the segments consistent on our episode. Uh, not an episode on our podcast to uh, just get some consistency going. So uh, we attended the Rangers game this week, and for would I be in my coffin if we wanted to discuss, Kyle, would I be in my coffin if I refed a full NHL game? Yeah, clearly. (laughs) You clearly can. I I think being at the hockey games, and I guess you could see it on TV and just don't watch hockey enough to really note it, but... These refs are damn impressive. (laughs) They get caught in the corner. There's guys coming in from three different angles. They literally jump up on the walls to avoid everything, and they could not skate harder. No, and I think – and Kyle and I aren't big hockey guys whatsoever. We're more broadcaster guys and and just the the big three sports guys in general. But you get to the game, and I didn't get there early enough, but you see it. They've come out before before each each period. period. Yeah. And I need to calm down here. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm getting absurdly excited. <laughs> but these refs literally skate so hard. Yeah, they are so into it when they come out on the ice before the period starts. And the most impressive part about these refs is the fact that they never interfere with play. If there's a play by the boards, they hop up so quickly. Yeah, it's insane. It's unbelievable. Would I be in my coffin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be. I could not, like, I can't ice skate. No, and I, we were envisioning during the game. One of us trying how bad to. How skater I am, and yeah. I would get lit up the entire evening. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see down the road. My calves would be the size of 
Oh, they'd be basketballs. Yeah, they would be absolutely enormous and swollen and, and broken for that it'll matter. It'll be interesting if we could find a would I be in my coffin segment. And we'll look for one on Wednesday if there can be a segment or would I be in my coffin segment where we actually don't think that we would be. In we, our know, coffin. we know Kyle thought he would beat the hyena, which I, I was thought, I still think. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get back into this debate. We've given it quite some air time. All right, how about we do like a week of research and get back into the hyena yeah. discussion we'll maybe also, in a week or two? Yeah, we'll do some research. I did some last time that I uh, gave our audience about how them chewing on your arm is the equivalent to <laughs> us fun. chewing on a pretzel, a soft <laughs> one at that. But um, we want to introduce next week – or on yeah on Wednesday once Nick returns we're gonna introduce a segment called and it is interesting ah interesting, interesting. Ah. <laughs> where Nick will tell us something interesting <laughs> and we will react telling him whether we think ah that's interesting <laughs> but it may not be interesting so Nick has to be interesting yeah Nick's gotta find things that are that are ah, interesting. interesting so we'll get into that segment uh, hopefully on Wednesday. And um, from this time until we make our Super Bowl picks, which will probably be a few days before the big game, we're not allowed to say Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get uh, we don't want the shield Clearly coming our after show us. Has a lot of copyright infringement going on, so <laughs> we don't want to mess with that. <laughs> but we um, we're gonna get into some NBA talk today, but more so we're gonna take a uh, I hate saying deep dive, but it's the right term here. The huh. deep dive into the NBA and in the Tiger as Tiger's heading back to Torrey Pines, his home course will start on Thursday. So yeah. we'll get some non-football talk involved here. Maybe I'll uh, have some psychotic Mets talk on the side, but we're going to take a quick break here, come back with some NBA talk, and then wrap it up on a quick Sunday night show. It'll be Monday morning for you guys, but we hope you enjoyed our uh Miscellaneous talk. Miscellaneous talk, which has become a favorite here for us. Yeah. So we're back. And we are, and we are back. And we are back. Yeah. And we are going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game coming up as we are back um, with the new captain uh, format that they've gone with here, the top vote-getter. So blatantly LeBron and Steph. And you know LeBron's going to bring a ridiculous amount of drama. I'm a LeBron guy, but... He's so ridiculous, and today they asked Well, him, you know that the talking heads, and the talking <laughs> heads mostly being uh, first take, are going to dive into every sort of, like, combination of players and overlook everything. Like, and oh, like, will oh, LeBron pick Kyrie? Yeah. Will he pick Kevin Love? Like, what will it do to the Cavs? Like, <sighs> will the West stick with the West? I'm interested to see what they do, though. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to read too much into it, but it will be interesting to see who these guys want to play with. Granted, the game couldn't matter less. I actually really enjoyed the NBA All-Star Yeah, and Le- game. Uh, LeBron was saying today... It's an absolute asked, athletic uh, just showcase. Well, it might look a bit different this year. Probably not, but LeBron said during an interview uh, last night how he um, doesn't like the direction the game has gone in recently. and Just it, basketball in thinks, general? No, the All-Star game. It yeah. makes the fans deserve more. He's going to draft what he thinks is the best team and put it all out there. Ah, Which is so the most LeBron win. comment of all time. Yeah, that is the most LeBron comment That's of all time. That's just his defense and cushion for once he drafts like certain players. Well, I'm trying to win the game. I think they mesh well with this Okay, so offense. yeah. He, so he's talking about how people don't uh, want to win the All-Star game? Really, yeah, probably. Um, but like the whole All-Star like weekend has 
diminished so much since the good players, the dunk granted contest. they don't try to uh, win in the All-Star game, they just dunk a lot, and it, I mean, it's pretty awesome, but... Yeah, the good players don't compete in the all or in, in the dunk contest anymore. Which is really which is his like he's the number one culprit of that. He's created this culture where the superstars just don't have to. And he would have been so good at it at any mm. point in his career. He would still be the best. All at of it. these guys, when you look at the all star starters, and you can name about four or five guys that blatantly would be enjoyable to watch in the dunk contest, whether it's. LeBron, who it's really an embarrassment that he never that he did. never did it. Yeah. What would he get injured? You're not going to get injured. No. DeRozan, even Durant, AD, AD, and it's it is frustrating. And the whole captain thing is going to be interesting. And and the NBA, the reason the storylines, I guess, are interesting, it's because it's about all this ridiculous player drama. Now the Cavaliers. I guess we can get into some regular season talk. They've been giving up 140 a night, basically. Yeah, they seem to have fallen and off. And the now cliff. they're discussing. LeBron whether... said if the playoffs start in a week, they'd get bounced. Yeah, and now the... this is the same thing every year, though. Yeah. And half the time it results in a coach being fired, half the time it doesn't. Now they're discussing Lou getting fired. LeBron goes, Oh, I'm just trying to keep my guys his classic line laser focused. Yeah. What does that even mean? Striving for greatness. Yeah, and. <laughs> He said he's not focused. He goes, I don't know what's going to happen with the coach. I don't know what's going to happen with this team. So do we know who has the first pick between LeBron and Steph? We don't, but let's yeah, let's do our hypothetical draft. I think that'll be a more entertaining discussion. Yeah, let's do so it. let's hypothetically, let's do let's our draft. Let's draft the starters. Yeah. Um, we'll say Kyle's LeBron. We'll say I'm Curry, and we'll say Kyle drafts first. And we'll, we'll see. You can, the handle, well, the Twitter and Instagram, as well as the Facebook handle, will be live by Tuesday or Wednesday, so feel free to... Tell um, us what type of order yeah, you Yeah, tell us the order you'd go in. I mean, we'd be shocked if we saw one person do that, but it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, so, it would be cool. Get would, involved. Come yeah, on. It would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. All right, I'll go first. Uh, and Kyle's LeBron in this case. Okay, so in most cases, I am LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on this show, the, the sizes here make sense. Yeah, for so sure. Kyle's been averaging 27 a night, putting up 9 and 9. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's the All Star Game. This man always seems to go off in the All Star Game, and we have talked about how good he is. How it's a surprise whenever he misses. I think yeah. KD is the pick. Yeah, he's the undisputed first pick. I think he's the best scorer I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he really doesn't miss. He really doesn't. He has so many ways to get to the basket. He can shoot over people. He can go through yeah. people. And he's top three, I believe, in block shots this year. So yeah, he's, he's getting it done on both defender. ends of the floor. And I actually, now that we're doing this, I think this will be cool for uh, per se to see LeBron and Durant play together. I'm yeah, gonna definitely. I'm gonna keep it a little bit um, a little bit less East West here, and I would take Harden with my second pick. I mean, he's just a joke. And the weird thing about Harden, Kyle, is he seems like he's fat. He doesn't seem like he's that athletic, he, but he's he, clearly he, not. It's just like that subtle, I'm not going to pick my feet up, and before you know it, I'm behind using you. his body, bouncing back, shooting it with different angles. The yeah, knows how to get to the line, averages more than 10, uh, 10 free throws a game, which is very surprising. His numbers since the... Uh, since the OKC, since OKC let him go, have been kidding. Have been kidding, and it's just shameful that that uh, that that team got broken up. All right, so okay. currently it is uh, Curry and Harden versus LeBron, 
and Durant. And I think something that would be fun, Kyle, is if we actually uh, played this game in 2K. Yeah, let's play do it. Let's teams. do blacktop. Let's we'll do put, a sim- let's pick the teams and do simulation and put. Uh, yeah, we'll put the numbers up on our on our hand yeah, and let's see whose team won the ball game. Sounds good. That's elite. Let's do two <laughs> yeah. out of three. Yep. Okay, cool. And we'll post the numbers. We'll do the twelve minute simulations. But uh, who would be your uh, second pick here? My second pick right here. Um, this man always seems to go off in the All Star game with some absolutely dazzling alley oops. He goes. Uh, he goes. 14 for 16 every game with 30 points and 10 ball and 10 dunks. I got to go with Anthony Davis here. Yeah, and I'm going to go with a uh, his second All-Star game to complement the Curry Harden uh front court and go with Giannis the Greek Freak. Yeah, hard not to. Not he... a bad 1 2 3 at all. Um he's been a he he looks like and you hate to make the comparisons. He looks like the next coming of the LeBron Durant type player. Not similar really to Durant, because Durant's seven feet, and as we've mentioned, really the best shooter we've ever seen. But I would go with him um, averaging 28 a night this season, which is, is ridiculous. And he's still getting better. Yes, he, he is. is one day younger than me. So which is, makes me feel really good about which myself. Is silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, to continue on, I like the size that I have with LeBron, KD, and I Anthony like Davis. Size. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the first take, uh, the first take people of the world, the talking heads going. I'm gonna take Kyrie and put LeBron and Kyrie back together. Yeah, and and that's something you hope to see. You never really it'd be know. Inter- it'd be interesting because you remember last year there was obviously all the drama between uh, Russ and Kevin, and would they play together at the same time in the All Star game? You remember uh, Russell threw up a, a nice alley-oop to Kevin, and they had a nice little laugh on the bench, uh, kind of jokingly. Kind of, it it kind of made it relaxed everything. It got people laughing, and it got uh, it got everything going on the right track. Yeah, and I know that there's not room for everybody, but it's kind of comical that Westbrook's not an all-star starter. Yeah, I mean, who are you going to take out of that? I mean, though? Curry's the only guy you could replace him with because yeah. they went with Cousins and AD and then Harden and Duran are shoe-ins. Well, you could say Westbrook over Curry just because Westbrook has played in every game. Yeah, but Curry has become the fan favorite. He really has. He's so, so special. Um, with my fourth pick here... Um, I think you've got to go with small ball in these games. I would take DeMar DeRozan, who's really he's putting up the same numbers he puts up every year, but he's elevated his game this season. The Raptors look like they're not really messing around, and obviously we don't want to sound like fools on this show and pretend that anyone can win the East other than Cleveland, but it would be interesting. And the Celtics, I know they've got the great record. We'll see what happens there. We'll later. Yeah, there's the a lot season. of time for these teams to hash out everything, yeah. but there's no doubt that Demar has taken a step in the right direction. Yeah, so I would Taking start with the this year. Curry, Harden, DeRozan, Giannis as my first four here okay. in our hypotheticals. Okay, so naturally we are down to our last two picks, and they are the two centers uh, involved in the game. Ah. I'm gonna go with. Uh, they're pretty much the same player in many ways. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I he's like more what he. Fun. Yeah, he is more fun. <laughs> he he's is. more likable. He's not. He's not so. Uh, he's not so uh, on and off as you see with Boogie. You know, Boogie. Half the time you're watching the game, he's not even in the screen. He's not halfway it. back on the other side, complaining to the ref about it, God knows his what. His numbers are ridiculous this season. Who's that, Joel or Demarcus? Oh, cousins. 
Oh yeah, he's averaging 25, 13, and five. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> and probably shooting like fifty five percent. Yeah, this is his fourth uh, All Star game. And yeah, but so we, I'd at be, the same I'd, time, I'd be stuck with Boogie. Let's not uh, let's not short short end uh, Joel at all. He's having a phenomenal year. He's been able to stay healthy, <sighs> getting twenty four and eleven. Still a very young man with room to grow. He's got the inside game. He's got the outside game. Yeah. Uh, and he's a pleasure to watch and, and looking, follow on social media. Looking at this graphic we're looking at, obviously this is not the best thing to do on a on a podcast. You can't see it. But these guys in the NBA, they're absurdly consistent. This is LeBron's 14th All-Star game. Durant's ninth, Harden's sixth. Yeah, so you know who you're going to get. You know who you're going to get every single time. When the Kobe's time, and the Tim Duncans of the world move on, you, they're just the next crop of superstars is ready and waiting. The, LeBron uh, has won the All-Star There's MVP so much talent in the league. Uh, yeah, it's insane. It's ridiculous. He, and uh, we'll see which uh, which of these guys can put on a show in, uh, at Staples Center. And, yeah, so those are our picks. We're going to post the simulated 2K games. That will be producer Nick's job throughout the week. See if you can get those up there. Keep our audience engaged. We've done a piss-poor job of that so far. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly speaking. Yeah, I mean – if you're going to try and promote a podcast that's this youthful, you've got to be a bit more aggressive on social media. So we'll make sure to do that. We're laying the foundation. We are laying the foundation, as Marshall says. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to come back and release it. Um, Middle oh, of the week. Yeah, so, so we're going yeah. to be a two podcasts a week family here. Try to keep it on. Try and keep it around forty-five minutes. Yeah, not uh, bore you to tears. Yeah, we're not trying to bore you to tears. And we're gonna try yeah. and get a guest on um, our next podcast to uh, really uh, extend that miscellaneous talk that has get become our bread going. and butter <laughs> on Marshall and Michael on the couch. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope this could uh, in, uh, really inject some comedy into your uh, commutes. And, and once we get that social media stuff up and running, please feel free to spread the word. Yeah, feel uh, free. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> feel yeah. free. But with that, we wrap it up. We hope you enjoyed. We uh, will. This is just closing up a podcast one on one. We clearly have no idea how to do so without repeating. Michael and Marshall signing off from the Leonard. We'll talk yeah, to you guys it. soon. We'll shut up now. Goodbye. <laughs>